is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, doctors, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the Healthcare Wrap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists, where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door, where truth drops like an atom bomb and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back to the Healthcare Wrap, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and my co-host, Peter B., is on site. He's our roaming reporter here. Uh, Peter, what's up? Hey, how are you, Jared? I'm doing fantastic. I just mentioned to the listeners here uh, a few different ways to engage with us. Before we even get into the program a little bit, I wanted to remind everyone how they can engage with us here on the program. Uh, first ways to subscribe to this very podcast. Uh, I like to use an app called Overcast uh, that just makes it easy to subscribe to new programs everywhere to new podcasts and I can create playlists. So one way or the other, it's really easy to subscribe. I don't have to go out to the Apple app store or to Google play anymore. I can just use overcast. So anyway, I like that as my app. Uh, the second way to engage with us is to leave us a review on iTunes. And the third way is to tweet us at healthcare wrap. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. And I also wanted to give a quick special thanks to True North Custom for partnering with us to spread the awesome. That's right. They're helping us spread the awesome all over this good planet. So uh, with that, Peter, you are not here on site. Where are you at these days? I am uh, on the 32nd floor of the hotel here looking overlooking the great city of Cleveland. I am on site at the Content Marketing World 2018. And uh, I'm just going to say my brain's on overload right now. I am very excited. Lots of great information. You know, we talked about doing this, and I thought it was a great idea that you had. The challenge will be to try to distill this down into some uh, takeaway bites uh, on our podcast. But you know what? We shall do our best. And um, But I uh, recommend to anyone that is thinking about content marketing or going into content marketing... This is a great conference. Very good practical sessions, uh, great keynotes. Uh, Tina Fey this year as the main keynoter. Just a lot of great ideas and some great vendors here as well that have some great uh, technologies. So uh, if you have never gone, definitely look into it uh, in, you know, in the coming years. But um, yeah, I've had a great time here and I'm, I'm eager to kind of share some learnings that I've got. Hey, well, I think that's what we ought to do today. Let's, uh, why don't we just dive right into our rap battle because that's going to be the main part of it is things that Peter, our roaming reporter, has learned from Content Marketing World this year. So let's dive right into our rap battle. Rap battle! So... Rap Battle is our segment where we challenge an assumption that we feel has been holding back healthcare. And I'm going to start broadening that out because we usually just say we feel like it's something that's been holding back healthcare marketing. But 
the more we look back at things, we've been discussing all sides of healthcare, the business side, the clinical side, the IT side, uh, the marketing side. And I want to just get us in the habit of, of realizing that all these things are connected and they all hopefully lead us to improving this whole healthcare system. So the rap battle is where we challenge assumptions that just overall, hopefully, are helping us realize how to change the status quo in healthcare. And so we challenge one thing in each episode. And today is a continuation of an episode we had a couple of weeks ago where we talked about why aren't we still more concept, uh, why aren't we more obsessed with content? And the rap battle that week had to do with uh, this false assumption that content marketing hasn't returned results overall. And today we want to have something that's related to that. I want to challenge the assumption that content marketing is easy. And specifically, we want to dive into some of the things, Peter, that you've learned about how content marketing has really changed in the last year or so. You know, maybe we broaden that out a little bit, you know, the last few months or the last couple of years. But the face of content marketing has very much changed. And I, it starts with a feeling that content marketing uh, really isn't that easy to do well. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to you to give us some takeaways. Oh, I appreciate it. You know, and that's a great segue because that has been a consistent message here is that I think for the neophytes, for maybe C-suite, maybe for people that haven't gotten into this yet, this meaning content marketing, it can be construed or viewed as something easy. Well, we'll just put the content out there and people will glob onto it and, you know, and they'll like it. It's nothing can be further from the truth, actually, because the world that we're living in, right? There's really no way to get your content out there organically anymore at this point. Uh, it's very hard to do. So we as uh, marketers need to understand better ways to get readers to see um, our content and the readers that we want to see our content, right? So as I was discussing this with you earlier, I think the big takeaway is there was a, if you call it content marketing 1.0, was about the content itself. It, it was how do we create content? How do we put it into an editorial calendar? What's the process? And you know, and, and all those kinds of things. That was content marketing 1.0. Now we're at content marketing 2.0. And it really is the new frontier of content marketing. And it is all around the word trust. And it is so important because you can make all the content in the world but if it's not trustworthy or you don't have your audience's trust, then that content is worthless, to tell you the truth. So, you know, in, in listening to some of the keynotes and going to some of the sessions, this was an ongoing message that came up. And it was said really well at one point. It was, they said, basically, you have to have talent, you have to have the technology, and you have to have the trust. So there's like three T's, basically. And what's facing content marketing groups right now, what their main concerns are going into you know, the rest of 2018 and into 2019, there's, there's four big issues that content marketing groups or, or departments are worried about. And they've, they've said this in a, in, a, in a survey. Staffing uh, is a big one. Revenue. So is your content marketing creating revenue? Trust is what I just talked about. That's why I wanted to bring that up. And then interestingly enough, algorithms, social media algorithms, because a lot of content marketing is done through the use of social media. So going back to trust, what we we're talking about is, do you want to be a or the trusted source? 
And I think there was a lot of, there's a lot of key in that phrase. And I love that idea um, of you want to be a or the trusted source of content in your area. That was a big one for me. I mean, um, you, you brought it up a little bit before, Jared. I want to kick it over to you for a second. Your thoughts on, on this kind of this new frontier of, of content marketing and, and with it being trust. Well, I feel like it's something that we either have taken for granted in the past or maybe we just we had to get the fundamentals of content marketing down a little better as a world of marketers before we could really pay this much attention to it. And part of it has to do with just how much content is out there now as you know, as more organizations got bitten with the content bug, oh yeah, a lot more content was created. And so it's all out there now. And that sometimes serves the purpose and most organizations, it doesn't, which means we're not necessarily looking at the right metrics to know whether something's successful. We've simply just over time tended to say, here's how many things we published. Here's how many things we posted. Here's how many things we created and haven't necessarily focused on the results. And so the result now really is trust. I mean, you think about it, basically society, I always love, you know, generalizing that way, right? But it really is true. Society is becoming more and more numb to advertising. And that's also eroded our trust in brands. And you add on fake news, you add on other things that it's very clear. You can't just take really anything that you see online at face value anymore. So yeah, we're, you know, trust is, is the key these days. And I think what things like, like voice search have helped us realize is that, you know, for, for you to tell your Alexa or Echo, you know, find me, you know, I, I need to find a chiropractor near me. What's the nearest one? Like, it's going to tell you the first result. It's not going to tell you all of them. It's, so there's a couple of issues with trust there is that first, the content itself from that chiropractic office that shows up first that has to be trusted. And then the device that reports it, in this case, you know, an Alexa, an Amazon Alexa has to be trusted too. So like there, there's all sorts of parts of this chain anywhere. So I have no idea if that's where you wanted to go with it. All, all that just to say, we have to revisit the way that we look at and measure our content to focus on trust in the first place. I agree. And I, you know, I have a, a quote written down that someone used in one of their presentations and it's, it's by Jeff Bezos, Bezos, you know, what's dangerous is not to evolve. And it's dangerous to not evolve content marketing. So it's important that we see this and we start using that as our North Star. Now, the other one is not really a new takeaway about content marketing, but boy, have they hammered this home. I mean, this has been in literally, Jared, every a session that I've that I've gone to, and it's been talked about around the water coolers here. You know, where, where if I'm sitting and listening to people's conversations, and it's so funny because it's such a basic point, but yet when you're in the eye of the storm, so to speak, and you're doing content marketing, and you're worried about your editorial calendar, and you're worried if your your uh, your boss is is gets content marketing, and you're worried about you know, is the meme or the infographic going to be created on time? And all of those little churn slash fires are going on. You tend to forget the second one that I want to bring up. And it is very simple. It, the content has to be for and about your audience. It cannot be about us 
or whoever the, the, the collective us is, the business side of it. It's not about that. Content marketing has never been about that. It is about what the audience needs. And, in, and I can't stress this enough. And they hit that home so many times. Uh, you know, it was, it was unbelievable about how they went about talking about this on, a, on an ongoing basis. And it's true. You get caught up in the middle of thinking about all those other things that you tend to forget about the, the most simple one. And, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll kick it over to you again because I, I don't want to just speak the whole time, but I think this was, this was very, very interesting to hear this be brought up again and again and again. That's a great point. So just where my, my mind is going just first and foremost is the thought of how well we really know our audiences. This, this whole concept really tends to be the, the opposite of traditional marketing in terms of marketing used to be you create your product and then you, you, you know, you look at the four P's that have to do with your product or service and that's where your start, that was your starting point. And then, you know, the promotions had to do with your features and benefits, your pricing had to do with, you know, other parts of your product or service again. So I, I think this is all about the starting point. So if this kind of has to do with uh, what I think it does, you're talking about the starting point for content has never been, look at us and our features and benefits. It has been about, we get you, we want to understand you better. We are going to provide something of value to you as our audience. In the meantime, what we will be able to say for sure is that we know you, we know our audience. And most likely during the course of that time, we're going to learn things about you, our audience, that we didn't realize before. And we'll realize we probably actually need to change our product or service a little bit. And that's, that is so the opposite of traditional marketing, which used to be, how can I get everyone to realize that they need my product? You said it exactly, exactly correctly. It's a different way of thinking, but yet it seems like intuitive. And it was, you know, so the, the sub, the subtopic of, of it's all about the audience was almost a, another argument or another uh, interesting point that um, has seemed to go in a, has seemed to go into it, into an opposite direction. So when we're talking about audience, remember it was all about snackable content. Andrew Davis did one of the keynotes and he really was on the first day and he really, really challenged this. And, you know, I heard it in multiple sessions afterwards is when you know your audience, that is a good thing. But also let's not dumb down our audience. Our audience is very capable of many different things. And the idea of shorter content and snackable content is kind of has, has flown the coop. He said, our audience is capable of paying attention as long as, as we grab a hold of them and we hold their attention. It's not enough. And then he went on to say, it's not enough to grab their attention, but you have to then hold it. And that goes back to yet another thing. So there's so many connecting dots here, but the idea is one of the key successors in content marketing is consistency. Now, don't get that mixed up with quantity. It's in fact, quite different. And you, you touched on it before. Once you know your audience, once you have grabbed them, once you hold them, and once you're doing it consistently, that is the key. And you know, the idea is to, you don't have to have 30 second or one minute videos. You could have a seven, seven minute video. In fact, in fact, uh, Neil Patel has said this already. He said, 
Facebook rewards you for longer content now. In fact, because they want you to stay on their channel. So a seven minute video that holds somebody's attention that they're watching nearly all the way through benefits not only you, but it benefits Facebook. It benefits a lot of different people. So long form content is kind of back in style, if you will, based on what's going on in the world of, of content marketing. So grab a hold of them, but then maintain it and hold their attention. Everybody wants their content to work, but if you're not careful, it'll drive you berserk. You need the right partner, but where to begin? Use True North Custom, that's how you win. In healthcare content marketing, gotta try something new, cause innovation is king. True North Custom, they're the bomb. Check it at truenorthcustom.com. Guys, listen up. True North Custom is the only healthcare marketing firm delivering the full continuum of content strategy. For 30 years, guys, 30 years, they've helped healthcare organizations engage consumers and clinicians through award-winning content and data-driven campaigns. Today, more than 500 clients trust them for expertise in three categories, excellent content supporting brand, driving business, and leveraging marketing technology solutions. Think about it. Two-thirds of healthcare marketers feel content marketing is essential or very important to their organizations. But with the rise of content marketing as an effective way to amplify your voice and boost patient volume, separating your brand's signal from all the noise can be a challenge. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? So here's where this comes in. This is an exclusive download for Healthcare Wrap listeners. True North has a free guide for you to download. It's called Content Plus Automation, the modern marketing power couple. Guys, this is a way to supercharge your content strategy. It's really easy. All you got to do is go to bit.ly slash healthcare wrap one, the number one. That's where you will find this exclusive resource. Again, it's available only for healthcare wrap listeners. So check that again. It's at bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number one. Tell your whole crew. I thought that was really interesting. And, and he also said with regard to keeping them in, you know, informed and keeping them interested, our audiences will make time to consume the content that interests them. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like stranger things. He said, we have this world where everyone's like, I, I don't have time. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And he got such a laugh out of the audience because he said, I don't have time for this. I don't have to, time to read this white paper. I don't have time to do this. But yet you'll go and binge watch, you know, hours on end of Netflix content, like stranger things or whatever happens to be. You will, you will devote hours to watching these shows and, and binge watch them. So we are making assumptions about our audiences or our audience that I think is incorrect. I'll kick it to you. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, now you're getting my mind overloaded a little bit because I think, this, uh, <laughs> there's, I think there's a lot to this one. And I think it does fly in the face of what we've tried to work on. It just goes to show you that things will keep evolving. I mean, we've spent how long trying to create that snackable content and focus on it. And it sounds like we, we've still got to have some, some long-form stuff. We've got to have some meat that once we've captured attention that we really can have something for people to sink their teeth into. So, I mean, yeah, like right. I, it, it sounds like, like things are moving again. Things are evolving. Yeah. And then they, I mean, they went as far to say shorter content can actually equal less interesting content because you've diluted it down so much. You've watered it down. You take away the buildup. And that's, that was a whole nother part, whether you're doing video or whatever, what, even in a blog, if you give away the, the milk right away with the cow, why would they stay there? Why would they, all of their questions have been answered. So if you have to almost think in, in like a, uh, like a, like a reality show editor, 
you cannot give away the prize in the first 10 to 30 seconds. And that also flies in the face of what Facebook was telling us for a while back. Remember when videos were getting big on Facebook? I mean, this is literally like two years ago. So this is like how fast things change. They were saying, you've got to hit your message in the first 30 seconds because people drop off. No, people won't drop off if it is something that interests them and it's for them. And that is the key. That is the key. If you're just shotgunning content out there, yeah, of course they're going to leave. So important. I just wanted to bring that out there because I thought that was that was really, really interesting. And we can get more into that too. But um, you know, there's formulas around that. And, and that's where my mind is, is blowing up here again. But you got to hold their interest. And if you, if you answer all their questions in the first, like I said, 10 seconds, why, why would they stay to, to see the rest of whatever the, that piece of content is? I love it. I love it. This is going to give uh, both of us a lot to think about. And I imagine our listeners as well, hopefully, this has given you a lot to think about. Peter, I think we've got time for probably one more nugget. It can be snackable or not snackable. You know, one more uh, <laughs> um, little point or takeaway from content marketing world. Uh, uh, anything else you can share with us in a couple minutes? Yeah, I would say, I think the other thing I will talk about is the idea of content marketing is also evolving from a standpoint of how do you how do you get your content marketing out there? And that goes back to what I was saying before about that kind of the, the path of organic content or something going viral is is almost kind of a it's lost now. I don't, I don't think that that'll ever happen again, or it just happens very rarely. So as a content marketer or, or, or a marketer, doesn't even have to be a content marketer, as a marketer, we need to start thinking about how we marry other avenues, if you will, up to content marketing. And what's been also a main push here is to kind of marry the two uh, together. And when I say the two, I mean content marketing and native advertising. So it's not enough anymore to be able to make that content and push it out in digital formats, uh, social media or a blog or things like that. Now you've got to, because of the way algorithms are, there's a, a need to be able to feed or serve your content that you've worked very hard on, that you're trying to grab and hold people. And like you were saying at the beginning of this podcast, we have gotten so well-trained at being able to sidestep advertising. We know where the banner ad's going to be. We know what advertising, digital advertising looks like. We have become very adept at not uh, clicking on it. So we have got to find better ways for our content marketing to get to the right people. And I think it's a mindset too, because we're not marketing to them to be schlocky. We're not advertising, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to put very good information that we know these people want into modes or channels that will get in front of them because there's no other way to do it at this point organically. So that's where that intersection of native advertising is with, with marrying that with, with content marketing. And I thought that that was really, really interesting about how that is kind of evolving. That was another big thing that they were, they were talking about here. Well, thanks, man. So judging by how many things are going through my mind at once, I'm going to say that the assumption that content marketing is easy is dead. We killed it. Dead. It is completely dead. It's lying there in a heap um, off the side of the road. Somebody needs to come clean this thing up. I will say one one last thing. I want to I want to make clear on this too because um, I think it's important. 
especially if you're not doing healthcare marketing, because we know that healthcare marketing is is hard to understand. You know, turning a a piece of marketing into a consult, which turns into a surgery, which turns into you know, cash in the into the hospital's pockets. Basically, that's a that's a real hard path to 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 create that transaction. If you're doing content marketing correctly, the revenue, if you're creating any kind of revenue off of your content marketing, that is gravy. And this is from Amanda Todorovich. I will give her that credit. From the Cleveland Clinic, they've basically said, revenue created from content marketing is gravy. Again, I go back to just to kind of sum things up and, and call out the most important of the three that I talked about. It's all about what's right for your audience. And if you're making money off of it, like I said, icing on the cake, gravy, whatever analogy you want to use, but it still does come back to you need to put content out there that is going to help that mom that has a son or a daughter that has that just got diagnosed with cancer. They want to know where they need to go, what's going to happen in the next three to five, seven months, who's the best at, at treating this cancer, and if they need to travel from Texas to to Arizona or Arizona to you know Boston, they need to know that. And that's what we need to provide. And anything above and beyond that is like she said, gravy. Thanks, man. All, all good yep. stuff. All good stuff. Well, so I think we're good with the rap battle today. We're actually gonna try a new segment called Shout Out. And shout out is in the vein of just recognizing people and things and items and trends that have just kind of made us, you know, made us think about the world a little differently or have just caught our attention for some reason or another. They don't necessarily have to do with just healthcare or just marketing or technology, but it can just be something that has really caught our attention lately. And Peter, I can I can give you one real quick because this will be a little different than freestyle. But I wanted to actually give a shout out to Andrew Hanley. Uh, Andrew is a partner at RevMade, uh, and Andrew just gave a, a comment on uh, something that I posted on LinkedIn recently that just made me stop and think like, man, it, like that was the that was the perfect way to word something because I was asking just like how do we how do we create brand experiences that actually matter these days. And uh, these were his words. He said, I think organizations can either aim to create the attraction or create the distraction. And I'm like, Ooh, I like that. I'm like, Ooh, ooh, ooh. like that's it. That's it. And imagine me just uh, going pretty, uh, getting pretty excited right now. Uh, just reading that because we were talking about, you know, the, uh, what he said is that by creating the attraction that might have more long-term value, creating the distraction is often what we try to think about when uh, we think about traditional marketing and promotion of things, uh, it might have more of an immediate short-term impact, but it's really not creating a uh, value for your community or your audience. So uh, I just love that. We can either create the attraction or create the distraction. And uh, that I've been thinking about that for the last couple of weeks ever since uh, uh, he posted that. So Andrew wanted to give you a shout out for that. And uh, that's, as, that's as simple as this segment gets. Peter, you've got, you've got something there to, something you can give a shout out to? I do actually, you know, I, first of all, on a macro level, I will say 
shout out to the conference, the, the content marketing world. Interesting thing is a lot of new people here. They did a kind of show of hands in the first uh, keynote of people that are coming into content marketing. A lot of new people. So this is something that is not a theory. It's not a something that just is a passing fad. This is a, this is a, a movement, folks. And this is something that's big and this is and it works and here that's the thing and i'll give you an example of why it works and that's and that's the shout out i will say so in one of the sessions at this great conference that was my first shout out is um one of the sessions i went to they were kind of doing uh saying five companies that are are killing it in terms of content marketing and how they're using content marketing and, and native advertising and the one that is interesting is not to me at least was not even healthcare it's a company called Belux, and they're out of um, europe uh, V-E-L-U-X. They make skylights. Uh, so, you know, lights in your, in your roof. And they used, first of all, the, the content marketing side of their, of their approach, they used data and were not ashamed to lead with that data in terms of selling their products. So on their site right now, if you go there, vlux.com, they say 90% of time is spent indoors. We've become a more indoor society. And I thought that was interesting. And then they said 10% is how much poor indoor air quality can affect office productivity. So they bring it down to a work level. And then they say that 35% of Europeans state that air quality and daylight is moving or is highly important if moving to a new house. So right there, front and center, they use this data to kind of go and, and show why their product is going to be the answer to all these things. And in this session, they showed a video. That's like a, maybe like a three minute video. And Whoever, whatever agency they use to do this video, it is a work of art and it literally makes you itchy. It makes you feel gross because of we are becoming a more indoor society. And right then we, then when things started to get funky in our houses, then we started spraying chemicals, right? And those chemicals in Glade and all those things, <laughs> they do things. And, you know, it was, it's just a really, really great way to push their product. And then they'd use native advertising in a number of different ways to get that word out there to channels that probably would have never seen their stuff. And they used it, I think, especially to break out of their European world as well. They, they used it to get into the U.S. market. So I just really give them a lot of credit because they were in a, in a uh, industry that is probably pretty boring, probably doesn't have a, a probably a good angle on anything. And I think they use data and native advertising to really push themselves to the top of, of, of that uh, industry. So kudos to them. Thanks, man. That was perfect. So great example of a shout out of just something that's made you think a little differently. So uh, we may try this segment uh, again after this, but just to wrap everything up with a bow, wanted to thank everyone for listening. Uh, definitely check out everything we've got there. Like I said, we just passed 20 episodes. This is number 21. So thanks for listening. Go check that out. Tell a friend, subscribe and all that. On behalf of Peter and myself, thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening.